Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, I'm Nick DeCimbra and you are listening to the Talking Power Podcast, episode 24, and I'm back with our co-host, Simon Gonzo Travellini. Welcome back. Thanks, Nick. It's been a hectic last four weeks. I bet it has. <laughs> I don't know if you want to... I haven't disclosed to our listeners. Okay, for those of you that don't know, we ran a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> No, we did, seriously. We did. Um, and I'm a dad now. Congratulations, um, Simon. Young young Nicholas Pasquale Trevaglini, which, funnily enough, not the Trevaglini part, but Nicholas Pasquale is also... My son's first. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't realise that was his second mm. name. He was uh, born, it's uh, three weeks today. Beautiful. And uh, it, it happened, and none of us... You know, I mean, you, you sort of got a rough idea when the kid's going to be born from the date of conception, you mm. know what I mean? And um, none of us... Uh, expected it to be on that date Mm. and as it turns out so i'll just just so everyone knows how this all went down because it's a bit of a story you know anything to do with me is usually a bit of a story so so i'm flat chat at work i still haven't caught caught up right and uh, i was trying to get everything done before friday because we kind of expected that he was going to come you know on the friday right so monday night tuesday morning my wife nicole wakes me up and she says, I, I think my water's broken. Right Now, when you see it in the movies, right, it's like there's a swimming pool, you know? And I, I, I you know, pulled the sheets back in the bed and I said, but it's not wet. And she goes, oh, I don't know, it, it feels... I said, mate, it's warm night, probably sweating, you know, don't worry about it, right? So we've gone back to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to go to work. And I said, oh, you know, how are you feeling? She goes, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling all right, you know? I said, uh, maybe, you know, ring him up or something. She goes, oh, I don't, don't really want to ring him because, you know, they, they sort of said that if it's... Because, you know, for those of you that don't know about pregnancy, right, when you go to these classes, when your wife or partner is pregnant and you go to these classes, it's a pretty shocking experience. Mm. And if you've got a teenage daughter out there and you're worried about her, you know, doing something, send her to one of these classes because she'll never go near a guy again. <laughs> Because you just walk out of there. I know you know what I'm talking about. I do, yeah. You walk out of there in shock. In absolute, oh my God. And you can see the women's faces going, what did I sign up for? But anyway, nonetheless, so they told us that if the if it's the plug coming out, they don't want to know about it. It just sounds gross, but that's, that's how they put it to us, right? Because apparently it's called a plug. Anyway, so we just assumed that that's what it was. She goes, but, you know, I'll probably ring him up and we'll see how we go. So I've gone to work, flat chat. A couple of text messages came through from her and, 
you know, I feel bad, but I just, I was that busy trying to organise parts and so on. I didn't get a chance to check the messages, right? Then the phone rings. Hey, babe, how you going? Yeah, good. What's up? Oh, uh, just down here at the hospital. Oh, okay. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thought I'd get that, that thing checked out, you know, how, how I thought my water broke. Oh, yeah? Oh, what did they say? Uh, yeah, I'm in labour. <laughs> So, my wife is, is very much like me. She managed to pack the car, right, and drive herself while having contractions to the hospital, casually get out, see the, the doctor, and our doctor happened to be in the ward, and he said, you know, it's, it's, it's on. It's on. So, if you're going to ring him up and tell him to get down here. So, she then goes, oh, um, can you get a lift down here? I said, why is that? Oh, um, you know, because I drove down here and I've parked my car in a three-hour spot and I really need you to move it. <laughs> now, this is the point where I rang you and started waffling on about Camry parts and, <laughs> and what we need to do and what I can go pick. And then mid-conversation, you said, I said, well, what are you up to anyway? And you said, oh, I'm just waiting for Brendan to take me down to the hospital. <laughs> Nicole's in labor. And I, I felt so bad. I'm, mid, I'm mid-conversation regarding... Camry parts. Anyway, so Brendan Brendan gets to our house, picks me up, races me down, and it was the the thirtieth of January, and I'm mm. thinking, my late father's birthday was that was that on the thirtieth or the thirty first, you know? And I start feeling a little bit, oh, I guess, a bit emotional. Yeah. I'm not really sure how to describe it. It was just a bit of a strange sensation, like I've missed something. You mm. know what I mean? Like when. <laughs> You're putting something together like an engine and you forget to put the crankshaft in or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> it's a pretty hard bit to miss. Mind you, I've seen some display motors at some places that... Anyway, another story. Uh, so I've sent my... my I, I tried to call my brother. I called one brother and, and he was like, oh, great, you know, no worries. I tried to call the other brother and uh, he didn't answer. So... Uh, I sent him a text message just to let him know. And um, I, I asked him, is it Dad's birthday today? Um, and and uh, he messages me back, uh, yeah, it's the 30th, right? Now, he was actually, the reason he didn't answer was he was at the cemetery putting some flowers on oh, okay. Dad's grave, right? Yeah. And the penny didn't drop for him that my son was about to be born on my late father's 95th birthday so yeah it was all a bit of a bit of a shock and um you know it happened and uh he's a healthy big (laughs) nine nine pounds one 53 centimeter boy and uh you know we've started to get a tune up and and you know (laughs) i was talking to another uh, father today who's recently his kid's about three months old and um he was surprised how analytical my wife and I are like, you know, and I said to him, mate, it's just like tuning in. You've got to work out how much formula you give them, you know, work out how many mils, how many hours, you know. So we're starting to get a tune up. So he's settling into his sleep pattern. But i tell you what, um, now on any new parents that talk to me about those first two weeks, I have got all the respect in the world for parents out there because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're doing. You think yeah. you're going to break it. <laughs> There's, there's no like, there's no instructions, no, no. and and 
I'll tell you what, you ask 10 different midwives, you're going to get 10, 10 different, different answers. answers. <laughs> oh, no, I can vouch for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we haven't done anything on Facebook or anything because both of us have just been so flat chat. Mm. Um, Nicole does a book work at, yep. at uh, Allfast, so you know we've got the Western Nationals just around the corner. Mm. Um, we've got a heap of new guys that are, are, are going to be trying to license and race at the Western Nationals. A heap of customers from over east coming over, so it's yeah, it's a pretty hectic time of the year. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I still haven't caught up on. Um, on uh, the work that I, was, I had planned on getting done before Friday mm. three weeks ago. But yep. yeah, so it's been, um, and, and hence why I uh, wasn't at the last podcast. Mm. So Nicole's kicked me out of the house tonight and said, go. <laughs> so <laughs> We're talking of the last podcast. I must thank Luke Newhoff for filling in. That was the border level of professionalism to the podcast yeah that we've never seen before never. yeah no he was really good so it was great to have him on so many thanks to luke for that uh, a couple of weeks ago it was great it was great to have him in and get his insight into what he's been up to over the last few years yes hmm. very busy boy he was and he was particularly busy saturday night down at the motorplex for the nitro night at the motorplex which um by all, uh, I wasn't able to go as we were we were pretty busy, um, but it appeared to be a good night. Well, good crowd there. Um, the top fuel match race, Mark Sheen got a. I raised my eyebrows over that a sixty a sixty seven four sixty seven. It's not too bad. Yeah, I, look, I thought it was stout. Yeah, I, I, I thought think it was it stout. And there's a a Monday uh, uh, get together mm. um, at Speed Talk. Yep. And, um, uh, you know, I, I went down there to drop some parts off and, um, uh, Camry parts actually. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I thought, I thought it was a pretty tough run, but mm. I guess everyone, because of the internet now, you're so used to seeing such ridiculous numbers out of, you know, other, other classes and, and so on in the world that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was killer anyway. Well, we, we, we should remind everyone uh, that the world record for quarter mile in a, in a top field dragster is four double four. So he's Yeah, not he's not far, not far off it. He's two tenths, just over two tenths off. I believe the humidity got up to 90%. Mm, yeah. So, um, you know, and the track conditions I don't think were ideal. I mean, mm. I always gauge what the door slammers are running. If they run super fast, then, you know, now Zap, Zap did rattle off. In qualifying, he went a 77. Yeah. Uh, in eliminations, he went uh, 90. The other one that caught my eye was Ryan Moores. We were strung together a couple of 90s during the evening as well, which I thought was quite good for Ryan. Yeah, I believe that Alan Puglia mm. is uh, uh, heavily involved in that team. Yeah, okay. And they've just been chipping away. Um, also, uh, uh, Kelvin Lyle. Yep. Um, smashed out some numbers. Yeah, 94. Um, you know, look, it was... Um, Good to see Catalano back. Hmm. Um, Pino uh, laid down some low sixes. And, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, you'd have to say that the uh, the sport in WA is, um, you know, very healthy. Yeah. For yeah. me, um, you, you know, the top fuels and the door slammers, you know, you expect performances because they're professional teams. Mm. But uh, the standout to me um, was a couple of cars. Uh, now... I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this properly. Probably not. <laughs> right. But uh, 
uh, Alex Totrovsky. Yeah, or Totrovsky. Now, Alex, um, I've known Alex for years, and Mm. he's had at Tirana for a long time. Um, That current 540 uh, Pro Charge deal that's in it, the actual long motor uh, was going to go into the old all-fast VK. One one of my customers bought the uh, VK, and um, had that motor, and then he had a change of plans. I think he was building like an events car out of it. Okay. A walk-and-short body kit and so on going on it, because it's a VL now, the front end's changed on it. Um, so Alex bought that motor, fitted a Pro Charger. Um, you know, drags with mm. the Monaro? Yep. I believe that he screwed it all together mm-hmm. um, and blown motorsports. I think George... George, yep. Um, Sabarovich. Yeah, tunes it. Now, I, I haven't actually seen the car. I've been told that it's a... Mm. Um, a uh, blow-through uh, setup on it. Um, so, 8-1, mm. that's, you know, that's that stout, car, yeah. that's stout numbers for, a, yeah. you know, basically standard suspension um, uh, Tirana. And and there was a couple of other ones. Um, uh, Phil Purser was pretty impressive as well. Went, yeah, yeah, but but I think the other standout was Jeff Johnson. Mm. Um, Phil went a 8 I've lost my notes here. In the he went an eight five. Yeah, eight fifty three. Yeah, pretty consistent with eight eight fives. That's um. Uh, but Jeff, with that, I mean, you know, let, let's look in comparison. And I'm I'm not taking anything away from anyone. I'm just mm. I don't know what's in Jeff's car now, mm. but it used to have a short deck like a, a three hundred two Windsor based yep. engine, uh, like three sixty three cubes somewhere around there, right? But this is really a David and Goliath type thing, okay? Mm. I think Alex, Alex's deal is tough as nails. No yeah. ifs, no buts, right? But that's a 540-cube big block in a Tirana. Jeff's 363-cube Windsor mm. in a Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's stout, man. 8-1, eight, eight, um, credit where credit's due. Yep. Um, but, you know, what this radio... And I've, I've got to thank... Uh, Jeff, Wayne, Eddie, uh, Phil, all the guys that have been running the radial class from the beginning of the season because um, although it does cop a lot of criticism, Mm. um, you know, because there's a lot of disparity between the performances of the cars and there's no real sort of rule structure that makes for any parity, you know. Um, What it has done is it's gotten guys like Eddie out. It's Mm. gotten now Ferroni, you know, back, back in the scene, um, so it's it's gotten it stirred a bit of shit with with the older guys and and dragged them back down to the track yeah. and that's a good yeah. thing because with those people they've got cult followings mm. there's no ifs or buts about it yeah and 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 that's going to help boost the crowd numbers so it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we taper off towards the end of the season um, because I think that we're going to see a lot more people going to the track yeah um, like it was when we used to race mm. when we were down there mainly for the streetcar stuff. Yeah, Sunday afternoons, and that was all the way in Ravenswood yeah, as well. Yeah, so so I, I think that, um, uh, you know, uh, it's a good thing, and, and uh, I hope that we get some more mm. development in the radial uh, class. I, I think that we should probably open the rules up and maybe, you know, if we're going to call it outlaw radial... Mm then you should be allowed to... Zapier should be allowed to bolt a set of radials on his car and run it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... Yep. You know, Stevie Fast's car is a lighter version 
mm. then it's, yeah. it's more like what John's got in the US. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I, I would just watch this space, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's some other interesting things. You've noted here Jay Upton's run. Yeah. But I believe that um, he actually ran quicker than that, but um, he fouled the beams and there was okay. no time recorded. All right. Um, I think he's right on the cusp of running a five. Mm. He's like, you know, that close. So uh, one of my friends that uh, is involved with those guys said to me, wait for the Westerns. Yeah, we're, okay. um, you know, we're, we're bringing something to the Westerns. Yep. Uh, Marty Mirko, uh, winning Superstand. Johnny, winning in, in Top Sportsman. Hmm. It's been a bit of a Albie versus Johnny. Um, and, is, and, I, and I think, uh, is it um, Paul Down that's in there as well, hmm. in the fray? Um, bit, a bit of rivalry between Johnny and um, uh, Albie Bakranich because they, they work together and yeah. you know, they raced against each other for a few years now. Hmm. Um, also, I, I, I don't know why you've missed it in the notes here, but I think as far as the win of the century goes, <laughs> John Arthusen. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, so he hasn't raced his car since the Western Nationals last year. Mm-hmm. Rolls it out, wins the meeting. Oh, it's the sort of guy he is, isn't it? I must admit that's <laughs> I've overlooked that. My apologies, John. And he's an avid listener to the podcast. He's, he's one of the nicest guys. He is, yeah. right? He's a top bloke. And um, what Arthusen and all his friends and all his crew have done for drag racing mm. over the last 30 years that I've been involved in it, you know, I mean, those guys back in the days of, of the original Westside Club, they yeah. were there every swap meet, every uh, engine blow-up comp, you name it. They, you know, they were right into the fundraising, really mm. supported the club and supported drag racing when it was in, in its infancy. That's correct. Here, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. a great bunch of guys, well-deserved win. Mm. The thing is, though, if you were running modified and you were running like a traditional modified type, altered dragster whatever with a delay box and a mm. trans brake and you get john now for those of you that don't know I, I believe that that is still the quickest 60 footing um modified car in the field even though it's an altered yeah right um that car runs a c6 transmission and he races it off the foot brake. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's a hand brake, yeah. but there's no trans brake no on tran- that car. No button. There's no, there's no trans brake. I know. It's like, I think it's gone like 1-1 one, one to 60. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you would sort of be, if you had all the racer aids, as they refer to them, mm-hmm. you would kind of be thinking about selling your car. But yeah. don't, because we need everyone down there. <laughs> Well done, John. Well done. Well done. I'm sorry I overlooked that. The other honourable mention we're going to make note of is Mac Galotto. He ran a 9-1 in his new combo. Uh, he's out and about, Matt. It's really good to see. That is pretty quick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It? Absolutely ridiculous. While we're on drag racing locally, I just want to give you an Andra update. Um, effective from February the 15th, which was last week. VP Racing Fuel PSX Plus will be added to the Andra homologated fuels list. This addition allows the use of PSX Plus to all Andra sanctioned events. Um, additionally, Sunoco will be continuing with Andra homologated homologation of their Supreme 
Maximal, EXO2, and SR18 racing fuels. So these four fuels will no longer be removed on the 21st of February and can continue being used at all Andrew sanctioned events. Till so when? Further notice. Till further notice. So, so, um, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the, the official word from Andrew. Anyway, let's talk about Lights Out. Let's talk about <laughs> my favourite event of the year. Now, are you going to repost the uh, Gap? <laughs> I am. Both of them. So for those of you that don't follow the, uh, the drag radial scene in the US, Stevie Fast, our man Stevie Fast, um, there's been a lot of uh, banter between him and uh, Keith Haney. Mm. And... Um, there was some side bets going on, I believe. Yeah, so I, I've since found out the, the the first the qualifying bet that where they met in Q three, it was a ten and two bet. So Keith Haney for the win would take ten thousand from Phil Schuler. And if Stevie Fast was to win, it's two grand. So it's That's a ten, ten and two. And two. <laughs> ten Good and odds. Two. <laughs> so let's let's just in podcasting that call sitting at the table, let's just set the table with there was a bit of um to and fro in between the two races. I'm not going to get into all of it, but this is just picking up about a week before lights out. Let's just have a listen here. Stevie Jackson, KTR. I just saw the infamous carnival midget Keith Haney's rebuttal video to my call-out video, and I figured we would take a few moments to offer some words of encouragement, some advice, and tell him where he stands. So first of all, Keith, I want to know where you got that shirt you look like you're sponsored by Bubblelicious. So either put a stick of bubblegum on the car or put on something that looks like you're a man. Um, next thing is the calling out all the Midwest guys. I don't know if you know this, but if you want to race for money, you want to win. So you want to pick on all the ducks first. East Coast has fast race cars. Midwest is where all the people go when they can't compete over here. So they go over there, that side of the country. So no discrimination, but just to clear that up, anybody in the East or west coast or the world that has a radio versus world car that wants to grudge race at lights out nine in valdosta you got to race there you go that includes you keith haney and anybody else that has a radio versus world car that wants to race so that kind of covers up the mid picking on the children of the midwest okay the rules <laughs> i've never influenced the rules don't care what the rules are i told don along to add 50 pounds to me before i get there because what i'm gonna do to y'all so i could care less what you weigh could care less any of that not my job to make the rules racers should never make the rules that's the promoter's job let them make the rules i'll figure out how to win and i didn't say i was coming with a roots bar so before y'all get your panties in a wad there ain't no telling what i'm gonna come i'm gonna come to win uh and you can get your, I can't help it that your car only runs 381. I'll give you like some jets or something, and we'll race head up Thursday night, 2 on 10. That's a good race. Good call out. Do it for the fans. You can bring your merchandise to each other and sell some t-shirts or something for all I care. To cover your expenses for getting crushed. I'll even bet, I might bet, I might bet on the gap. We'll side bet on the gap. We'll run head up, side bet on the gap, just because I ain't got no respect for you. Last time I raced, I seen flames out of my window for about 10 seconds, and then just, just got crushed again like normal. Y'all have a good day. See you later. <laughs> so, so the side bet on the, on the gap, I just want to know, did he tell him that he was going to beat him by the length of a U-Haul trailer? <laughs> oh, words to that effect, I guess. 
So, so for the- those of you that don't know, then Keith Haney re- rebuttal to that video. Let's just listen into Keith's rebuttal here, and and just remember some of the times he throws in here. Okay. Now let's talk about me wearing pink. I'm good at wearing pink. I look good wearing pink. Hell, I look good right now. Next, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about you picking on the Midwest guys, right? So you said. You chose the Midwest guys because they were easy picking. I think the last time you raced a Midwest guy, I think the gap was the starting line to the finish line. I don't know. I don't even think you showed up. That's how bad the gap was. So you might want to rethink what you said there. I think that's happened a few times. Next, you want to talk about going 375. Well, let me tell you something. Donald Longstrack is full length. It's the true length. It's not a Stevie Wonder track. It's not... Oh, you don't have to weigh when you're done. Oh, the clocks are set this. No, it's true blue when you come on out. Have you been that fast at Donald's race? Lights out? I bet you haven't. Or no mercy, have you? Ain't no way. Ain't no way you ain't been in either one of them. You want to talk about the rules. You and the turbo guys got it all figured out. You figure out if you just give Donald money, he'll change the rules so they work for you. And then you want to talk about weight, not my car not getting, up, getting down to enough weight. Let me tell you something. I can call every single chassis builder in the country and they still couldn't get it to the weight. That's right. They still couldn't. Now, let's talk about this the last time you and I had a pass against each other. Well, I think I remember... And you said, and I quote, you seen the gorilla flames um, for about 10 seconds. Well, if you only seen it for 10 seconds, why are you, why are you being yellow on this bet we got going on here? Huh? Won't you step up? If it's that easy, then what does it matter if you give me the back tire? Let's play, player. Don't be chicken. Hey, KHR to the front. If you feel like you got enough nutsack, come see me. There you go. He's asking for the back tire. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wants he the back it. tire. <laughs> but we'll just remember that 375. He accused uh, Stevie of never running 375, and we'll keep that number in mind a bit further in a couple of minutes. But is he talking about recently with the roots blown car, or is he talking about back with the nitrous car? Or he didn't really refer to it, but he has gone faster than that in a you know nitrous car. And I, I couldn't honestly tell you. Without. I remember, you know, when he ran the number, like, mm. oh, does that bring me within minutes? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, you got to get your head around this. But I mean, I've had a look at these radial tyres, mm. right? Um, and they're pretty big tyres. Yeah. You know, they. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm forever trying different gearbox stuff and talking to different transmission builders around the world and and um you know these guys in the states are telling me that they're seeing more breakage with radial mm. tires because they're so hooky yeah compared to uh conventional slick like a slick will shake a radial won't mm. but um when those tracks are prepped and i know you know it's meant to be no prep i don't know what the hell no prep no is. no no these are these but, are prepped yeah these but even those no prep i mean prepped. you know that's what i mean that's story, what's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's a completely <laughs> different uh, yeah anyway anyway um yeah they're breaking stuff that isn't getting broken in a pro mod car yeah 
you know. Well, just to touch on that, the carnage that in in round one, in not just Raidor versus the World, but in X275 and No Time as well, was phenomenal. We had cars going, not quite going over, but coming down too hard, braking, steering, going into the other lane, sending cars into the wall. The carnage was terrible. Yeah, because what you're doing is you get it up on the back. See, when we run a, a slick, we're trying to turn the tyre a little mm. bit because we don't want it to shake, right? Yep. So... We hit the tyre, usually the suspension's set up in squat, the car will come down, hit the wheelie bar, unload the tyre, the tyre will spin, you know, and, and that's the reason why they shake at the top of first gear, because the tyre and, and the track are catching up to the speed, and, you know, you get that yeah. as everything sort of grips up, it, it does that, you know, paddle or quiver or yeah. shake, depending on how you've got your clutch and timing curve and whatever. Um, these radial cars... They're stuck. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They're glued, right? They get up on the back bumper and, you know... They're doing, I mean, the big boys, what? They're doing 200 mile an hour now. Yeah, 200, At, yeah. at the eighth. So you're on the back bumper. The thing's going to blow over. We saw Stevie Fast do it with the original mm, Shadow. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a couple of ones. I saw a 212 on a... On, I turbo think, cars. Yeah, a couple yeah. of turbo cars. Yeah. Andrew Lepper's it's Corvette they, went they 212. They longer to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, just to fill you in then, on so Q1, uh, Keith Haney went to the number one spot. Q2, Stevie Fast went to the number one spot. So they met up in Q3. That was the match race was in Q3. Q3, yeah. 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 Yep, and then Stevie put the gap on him. But yeah, this is the, the U. So if you haven't seen it, there's a photo that Stevie Fast posted up, and you can see his car, Keith Haney's car, and in between there's a U-Haul trailer. <laughs> so a big tandem axle trailer. There was a, 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 a substantial gap. So Jeff Sitton actually qualified number one. So that's the other the team car, the, the identical car to Stevie Fast. Unfortunately, Jeff went out in the first... He didn't go out for... He won first round, but had a terrible crash at the top end in the braking zone. So he wasn't... I think he came out for uh, elimination two, but wasn't able to front the car. Isn't that incredible? You know, they're only going to the eighth. You, you, you sort of wonder if these guys ever run them out the back door and do a full quarter pass. What the- oh, it's, <laughs> look, Jeff, in fairness to Jeff, he's not a full-time driver. He's, a, as you know, a wealthy businessman, oil tycoon, and does this part-time. But that's I don't think it's a criticism of Jeff. I think it was a criticism of just well, there was a lot of cars crashing, a lot of carnage. Anyway, Keith Haney was lucky to get through first round. He actually wheel stood the car, and his uh, the guy he was racing against in round one actually broke. So Keith got the car back down, almost crossed the centre line, but kept it in his lane and, and moved on. Um, so, look, some notable... I don't want to talk too much about the street outlaws. There was a couple of them that failed to make the field. You can look for yourselves who they were. I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> just uh, the other thing, too, I just wanted to touch on. Um, would you like to tell the listeners what uh, Stevie Fast refers to the street outlaws Sesame Street. Sesame Street Outlaws. Mm, Sesame Street Outlaws. <laughs> Big Bird Chief. <laughs> so, in fairness, one of them did qualify. That was Ryan Martin, and he did reasonably well. He qualified in the... Where is he? He's in the top 10. There he is. No, number 11. Qualified in the 11th. That's in the Fireball Camaro. So, he did he did reasonably well, and he got through to the semis as well, Ryan. So, that, that was a notable effort for him. But short of that... We had an epic final set yeah, up. Yeah, no, this is this final. is the the final that everyone wanted to see. The the drag racing equivalent of Mundine versus Green. 
Well, as it as it panned out, the final was delayed. So the first round was Sunday morning our time. The final didn't get run till Monday lunchtime our time, and I just happened to come home for lunch, get the TV on, and the streaming I must say was excellent. Really good streaming, good quality came through loud and clear. So the final was epic. We had um, Keith Haney and uh, Stevie Fast into the final. You couldn't have scripted it nah, better. Nah, nah. And then they were talking to the Duck as well when the final was about to come on. And he was noted as saying that if Haney won, he was going up to the control tower, unplugging his laptop and moving to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few people said similar things about Donald Trump, but it never happened. <laughs> Like Barbara Streisand. She was going to move to Australia. Yeah. I'm still waiting for her. <laughs> so as it turned out, Stevie Fast put the gap on again. Uh, one, uh, had a better reaction time as well. Uh, and just for the record, Keith, he ran a 3.74 Stevie Fast in the final. 3.74 to a 3.77. Yeah. So potentially, and I, Stevie's lot was an 0.20, yeah? 0.20, yeah. Right. And Keith's was an 0.20. Eighty, I believe. It was it? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Sort of, if Keith had a dropped the light on him, yeah, yeah, like yeah, gone yeah. double O, double O, yeah, he, he, he could have potentially. Yeah. He was in, you know. Yeah. So, um, epic. I mean, what an epic end to an epic event. It was. It was a great. It is a great event, and um, a lot of grudge racing as well held. Um, Team Kelly, uh, Bodie as well had uh, some side bets happening as well. So it's really good to see. I think radio racing is definitely alive. Oh, definitely, definitely. Alive. definitely. Yep, definitely alive. Formula One, on the other hand. Not so alive. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo. Released uh, his car today. Or official, well, official. He, got, he got interviewed the other day. I watched the interview and mm. um, he didn't seem too happy about the new rules. Mm. What do you think of that? Well, I think that a lot of the criticism is... Americans are running it? That and, and the halo as well is... I just... I'm not... Yeah, I don't think that enhances the look of the sport, the halo system. I think it, it looks terrible, to be honest. And I think there's so many ways they could have done that as well. But anyway, and then the new engine rule as well, I think that's going to be problematic. I, I, I don't get it, Nick. I think, you know, I mean, look at Top Fuel. <laughs> they nearly use three engines for a run. <laughs> Anyway, the reason why I just wanted to touch on Formula One is the driver, not, not a hell of a, for a year of, normally we have a lot of driver changes, but over at Williams was interesting to see we've got two paying drivers for their seats at Williams. And now I don't remember in recent history where we've had two paying drivers at Williams. They've normally had one paying driver and one paid driver. But anyway, they've got two this year. I'd say that that's just a sign of the times, mate, because, you know, motorsport's copping it. Mm. And that's why if you're, um, if you're into burnouts, if you're into drag racing, if you're into anything that involves burning as much fuel as possible in the shortest amount of time for no real reason, mm. do it while you can. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've only got probably another 20 years of this, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and don't vote for Richard Di Natale. <laughs> Or any of his party. I, I think we're going to be the only podcast in Australia this week that also doesn't talk about, um, uh, what's his name? Barnaby Joyce. Barnaby Joyce. And AFL. Banging Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> oh, what? You know, the forget AFLX, right? The Women's League. 
Mm. Right? Okay, so I've watched a few Grahams and I, I kind of dig it a little bit because it, it reminds me of what, you know, Waffle used to be like or mm. what AFL used to be like before it was AFL, when it was VFL. Uh, and they're going to stuff it up. You know, someone's going to get a bruised boob or something and then they'll impose a different rule for this and that and, you know... I think we've seen that already this year. Some pretty oh, significant the, rule changes. What's this after? bullshit about telling them that there's you know it's the games are too low scoring? Mm. The coach's job is to win the game. Yeah. So who the hell is it in the office that has the right to tell them that they need to play it differently because it doesn't look good for the spectators? Now I've got to tell you, all right. You know, I'm not I'm not a big AFL fan anyway, mm. but I've got to tell you. It is being run by a bunch of dickheads because they've just admitted to the world that soccer is better than AFL. And for years, we've been saying, oh, look, you know, AFL's a lot more exciting because it scores bigger and it's played on a bigger oval. Now they're playing it on a soccer oval with less players. Like, I think you'll find, but that's they're preparing AFL for the world stage. It's never going to go on a no, world but stage. I think the only way you're going to do it is by doing that. But no one's going to understand it. They're going to go, well, what's going Why are they calling it football and they're playing with their hands? Yeah. <laughs> Look, for the critics of AFLX, and I'm number one critic, I think it's terrible. It's here to stay. I can't see that going anywhere. I don't. I don't think so because after the, uh, was, but they've played two rounds of it now. Yeah. Right. They tried to interview the head honcho, the AFL or the the AFLX mm. guy, and he wasn't giving interviews. He was embarrassed about the whole thing. Yeah. Apparently, from what I've heard, people were getting up and leaving. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. So yeah. a lot of the coaches didn't like it either. Didn't like the look of it. I've heard that that. They're amalgamating with Thunder 400, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think it's the same management team, but I'm, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Don't say that. 400 Thunder will be here next week in WA. Yeah, well, they're going to change the name to X400. <laughs> All right, NHRA. The Winter Nationals is traditionally the opening of the NHRA season, and this year was no different. We had... A very ugly incident with Brittany Force, last year's reigning top field champion, hit the wall really hard. It was quite ugly. Um, they, that car's gone. They've had to build. They're actually going to have to build a new car. So she's going to be using last year's car for the next few rounds. That is if she gets the all clear. I know she spent a few days in hospital recovering from that one as a big leak. They normally have a couple of cars mm. in the trailer. So they want to keep that car, the spare car, in the trailer as a spare car so they're bringing out last year's car i don't okay. know why but that's that's yeah that is the you know before we get into this uh one of my customers came past today and he was saying that um his friends in the u.s that are heavily involved in the nhra they reckon the nhra is really nervous because if the time comes when schumacher force and coletta decide to um not go racing anymore they don't think they'll have a sport i would tend to agree with that i mean you look at the those three names and they make up the bulk of top fuel and funny car so i i would agree with that statement actually a bit like the power situation in adelaide isn't it yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway moving along 
So well, that's Toledo. what we need. We need Elon Musk to get involved in drag racing. Oh, Elon Musk, eh? So he's put up their roads. They're up in space. space. Is that legit, or is that is that is that on? Is that was, do you reckon that really happened? Or how many billions of dollars? And how's the name of the rocket? What did he? I didn't know what he called it. I can't remember. I think, I think it's called a big effing rocket or something. Oh, okay, like that. Yeah. it's got some ridiculous name. Uh, the biggest rocket that's ever been built. Yeah. Um, how many billions of dollars did he spend to put a Tesla into orbit? Apparently, it's going to Mars. Mm. I heard it's on its way to Mars. But, well, I mean, he's copped a lot of criticism in the last 12 months. And this is not even on the notes, but we'll just quickly touch on it because I know it's been fairly topical in the automotive scene. He's been criticised the last few months for crowd, essentially crowdfunding the Roadster, the build of the Roadster. So he's taken orders taking money, deposits, whatever you want to call it, for, to, to fund the, the roadster. Tesla on paper is broke. Mm. Like, like we're saying, you know, insolvent, forget about it. You know, you, like that's just the way it is, which is hard to believe when you consider how expensive those cars are. Once you develop the technology, once you've got the programming for the motor controllers, mm. you know, the rest of it's just assembly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I, I, I think that there's two different types of pioneers, right? Now, regardless of what happens with Tesla, SpaceX, you know, he sold eBay for $4 billion, mm. right? So he's not short of a quid. No. And all these projects that he's got going on, he's got people investing in them. Mm. So he's probably not even using his own money. No, he's not. No. Right? So there are two different types of pioneers. There's the pioneer that discovers the new island or whatever and he gets eaten by the cannibals mm. okay and then there's a pioneer that lands the flag and you know everyone talks about like the, the uh, captain cooks and yep so on and so forth so he's one or the other and it's yet to be seen which one but either or either he's not going to get eaten by cannibals because he's that rich that you know, yeah. the thing that amazes me is that he can walk around in public. Like, hmm. you know, Bill Gates was the same. You would think that someone would go, let's kidnap this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But I certainly, I mean, I don't have an issue with him taking money from, if people are willing to invest or put deposits on cars that haven't been built yet, who are we to say that you can't do that? Yeah, that's the way of the future. That's exactly Pe right. People want stuff now mm. uh, before it's even invented. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like our parents would save up Mm. And then once they had enough money, they'd buy a car or a couch or whatever. Now you just put it on finance, put it mm. on your card. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. Mm. So anyway, the results. Yeah, Good to so see a, a win from uh, Doug Coletta. Doug Coletta, yeah, got yeah. in the winning winning circle. Also, Matt Hagen over Robert Height. That was a really, really tight race, that Yeah, one. close race, very, very close those race. Two. And Bo Butner over Jason Lyon in pro stock. So Bo Butner continues on his winning way after winning last year's championship. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I mean, uh, I have said it for a long time. I want to see some electric cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's... let's. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm keen to see what happens with um, with uh, uh, Pro Stock because I think that's going to kind of be the, the um, what, benchmark. The benchmark, yeah. yeah to yeah. see how things will, will pan the out. The future. Over, yeah, definitely. The future. Speaking of the future, Camry. So, I mean, how much do you want to talk about this on air? <laughs> All of it. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you got 
episode uh, episode four will be out in the next day or two. In the next okay. day or yeah, two, the timing's good. I think. Is it okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock <laughs> or not watching our videos, we um, we slapped it together, mm. and uh, I think it was a week week before uh, young Nicholas was born. You know what it is exactly. It was the Wednesday, and he was born the following Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so one day under a week, <laughs> um, we managed to somehow get down there. So basically, I think from when we started to when we actually raced it, it was about a week or yeah. a week and a couple of days yeah. or something like that. And um, there's, there's a bit of there's a bit of a story. There's always a story when when it comes to anything I'm involved in. There's a bit of a story. So. I didn't want to put this thing on a dyno because it's a dead standard uh, motor and, and the Conrods are made out of China. They're mm. not made in China. They're actually made out of porcelain. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and, and, you know, when you go on... And I've been at plenty of workshops where this happens. You put it on the dyno and, and you know, you make, let's say, 200 horsepower and you go, oh, you know, let's just wander. We'll just take a little bit more fuel. We'll just put a little bit more... You make 230. Oh, it's just bit more just a little bit you put 250 that's it <laughs> rods out yeah <laughs> right so um so i thought to myself if i just road tune it it's never really gonna see any big load hmm. we got some tires cheap off of uh a reese from chris mills performance he had some uh, 205 50s which I think my bicycle 26-inch tyres are bigger. They are tiny, aren't they? I couldn't believe how tiny. And they were hard, too. <laughs> and and uh, my wife um, had this annoying uh, noise when you drive her car down the freeway. And we suspected that it was either a bent rim or, or uh, you know, a bubbled tyre. And I had a good look everywhere and I couldn't really see anything. And I've gone through wheel bearings, done, you know, like done everything I could possibly think of and i said you know what i'm just going to look around and see if there's a set of rims um for your car so we can try a couple of tires on mm. there and just you know see what it is and i found a set of four mazda three rims right for 50 bucks oh, that's right? right yeah i know i know and two of the tires were like brand new right so i fitted those two to the front of her car noise mm. went away right so I've, I've been looking for some rims to put these 20550 um, tires on for a while, and I kept walking past these Mazda rims because I just, you know, they were 50 bucks. I left them out <laughs> outside in the rain, you know what I mean? And I thought, you know, I've got a feeling it's the same bolt pattern. So, yeah, sure enough, tried them on, they fitted, right? So the two uh, noisy uh, tires went on the back, Yep. right? Um, and I had the 205s fitted on the front. Right, and they're like a five-inch rim or something, yeah, five, five yeah, and a half. Really, really small rim yeah. and tire, right? Um, and the tire place rings me up, and they go, "How much pressure do you want in these?" And I'm going, "It's just a tire, dude. Like, just pump them up, 30, 40, whatever you normally put in them. You know, we'll sort them out when we put them on the car." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm seating the bead." And I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "Yeah, well, the tires are cracking everywhere." <laughs> Well, maybe don't put that much here. <laughs> so these tires were ridiculously old, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, while while I was street tuning it, um, I I noticed that I was continually pulling fuel mm. out 
of you know the the higher uh, boost area and or you know map so yep. manifold absolute so uh the higher kpa numbers mm. right um and i thought it's got to be a compensator i must have missed a compensator somewhere right so you know i'm starting to look through the tables and then it dawned on me when jamie wired the system in because mm. the uh, toyota has a mass airflow sensor from factory he said to me he goes because we've gotten rid of the mass airflow sensor like we've actually physically removed it um the toyota had an air temp sensor in the mass airflow sensor he goes so you've got to fit another air temp sensor i completely forgot about it right so this was on the wednesday morning that i realized yeah right so i rang jamie up and he goes yeah use a vn one you usually get it it's a 14 mil Blah blah blah. Okay, um, there's a side cover on the Camrys that comes off. Yeah. Right. So I thought, well, that's going to be the easiest to rip that off on the manifold side cover. Drill and tap it, screw it in, and you know, do the wiring. So by the time I got the sensor, drilled, tapped it, bolted it all back together, soldered the wires, connected everything up. It was three o'clock, mm. and I had to pick Dave up from his work at three thirty. So. You know, there was no time to muck around, just drove straight into the city. Now, now Dave told me he works in, in the city, <laughs> right? So to me, the city means, you know, on the other side of the railway line, yep. you know? So I'm driving through the city, you know, looking at the numbers on Pier Street, and I'm going, nah, he works in East Perth. Yeah. <laughs> so back through the middle of the city. And it was a stinking hot day. It was like 40 plus degrees that day. It was pretty warm. Yeah, and I thought, I thought for sure this thing's going to do something, you know, like, you know, driving it around or driving it home and that, you're not really, you know, but when you're stuck in bumper to bumper, you know, anyway, made it through there, picked him up. I jumped in the passenger seat. He jumped in the driver's seat. I thought, well, we'll get a chance to do a bit of tuning on the freeway. Yeah, nah, forget it. Oh, nah. shocking, wasn't it? It was the world's longest car park. I was about 20 minutes behind you and it was shocking. It was ridi ridiculous. And you'll see all of this in the video because we filmed the whole lot because it's just such a ridiculous story that... No one would believe, you know. Very hard to edit this video was. Anyway, it's, it's so it's gonna be a long one. So we're on our we're on our way down the freeway and it's just dawned on me I haven't got a tire pressure cage. Mm. Right? I'm like oh. you know what? Let's go to Thomas Road, the shell there, right? And and we'll check the tire pressures. Now, the thing is, we're in Kunana, right? You know, what do you think? The tire pressure gate yeah, no, nah, been stolen, right? So come up short there. They didn't sell them at the service station so um we're on our way to the track there's a little side road that's the only place that i i could get dave to just give it a bit of a blat just to see where the air fuel ratios were and you know i thought you know what it's way rich but it's safe we'll run it so no tune on it get down there right forgot about checking the tire pressures didn't know what they were at but so you know me i'm like you know i'm not going to bring a uh, a uh, a knife to a gunfight. Yep. <laughs> so, so I haven't raced in I don't know how many years. I go to the start line, the exhaust dump open. I've wound I've wound the bleed valve as far as I can turn it. So, so yeah, I, the gate wasn't really doing anything yeah. at that point in time. I've tried to do this massive burnout. At which point, it's open wheeled. And unfortunately, you were on the wrong side when you were filming that yeah, because yeah, the left-hand front smoked up like a fuel, fuel car. I've stored it up hard on the brake, let it go, and the left-hand front has smoked for the full length of the track. 
so much so that on the return road they stopped me yeah. and said can you not do that again can you just back out I think his words were can you back out of that next time <laughs> Anyway, so it was a very humbling moment because after doing all this work, we managed to get this uh, this Camry to run slower than they do from factory. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so the next lap, I sort of thought, you know, I've got to go a bit softer on the start line here. This is um, this is a bit ridiculous. So left the exhaust shut. So we're shooting through the little the two inch mm. boot shooter, um, seven pounds, which is the gate, right? Seven pounds in the gate, and um, just clean idle and just squeezed the throttle and it still sort of carried on a little bit because those tires I, I would have been better off leaving the original tires <laughs> you I, I couldn't believe how hard they were even they didn't rubber up at all even after that burnout and that big tire spinning the thing is the original tires on the car that we bought the car with hmm. If you drive over gravel, because we've, you know, done dumb stuff in it, right? It just picks the gravel up and flicks it everywhere, mm. right? The drag ratios. Yeah. <laughs> Even after a burnout, it didn't pick gravel up. Nah, nah they, were, they were not good at all. I've never seen it like that. It just didn't rubber up for the whole meet. <laughs> anyway, so, so rolled into the throttle, right? 13.3. 107, I think it was, yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. And I thought, we got this. We got this. Like, if we can do that, seven pounds boost, we got this. So I drove around, bit excited, had a quick look at the data log, took a little bit of fuel out because it was going like 9.4 in the air fuel ratios through the top of the track. So I took a little bit of fuel out and um, got it ready for the next lap. And I thought, I'll, I'll wind a bit in the bleed valve. We'll give it some boost. And, you know, we're going to smash a 12 easy. You know, brought it up on, on, on the RPM a little bit, eased into it once again, and it felt fast. It felt quicker than the 13.3. Mm. Um, but to my disappointment, when we got back, it was a 13.7, uh, but the mile an hour was uh, up a bit, like 109 or something. It was a 13.74 at 108. Oh, 108. Yep. There you go. There you go, 108. But the first one was 107, yeah? No, that was 108 as well. The 13.3 was 108 Oh, as was well. it? What yeah. was the mile an hour exactly on the second one? Because I'm sure that we went faster. Mm. 107.4? Oh, no. No, it actually... No, 108.45, 108.19. Okay, so it's not much, but... Uh, you know, the big difference was in the 60. Yeah. It went... Um, so, it obviously turned the tyres again. Anyway, so by this stage of the night, I was feeling as though this whole Camry episode had been a complete waste of time. It was almost two tenths at the 60. It was two tenths in the 60, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, anyway, so... Um, uh, I was running out of ba battery power in the laptop, mm. right? So, it was going to be this last run. It's either going to work or it's not. Okay, yeah. so our goal, uh, although we want to beat Scott, mm. right? You got to understand this was a Plan B deal. Yeah. Like we got a stock engine, stock trans, just threw the turbo on it, and, and you know headed down the track on a two hundred five. The original build we intended to run two three five sixty, which is mm. a pretty big tire. Yeah, I think they've run close to sixes in the US on that tire, um, and. Uh, you know, built motor, rods, pistons, cams, valve springs, etc. So, you know, so I pull a little bit more fuel out of it, 
I opened the exhaust this time, right? Wound a little bit in the bleed valve. Still no burnout. Um, brought it up clean idle. Rolled into it. Turned the tyres a little bit. Like gave it a little bit of a pedal and, and uh, squeezed it in. Held first gear manually, right? Shifted it to second, then put it into drive and let it auto shift into third. Down the track, felt better. It was a lot noisier with the exhaust dump on, uh, but it felt like it hooked up. Mm. And um, you could hear that noise when the tyre uh, is, is you know, holding onto the track. Yeah. Uh, that sticky kind of noise. Now, I was racing, and this is my favourite part about this deal. I was racing, a, it was a 7 Series. I think so, yeah. M- M7 or some yeah. big dollar BMW. Big, big dollar BMW. And and I didn't cut a very good light, but I don't know what that guy was waiting for. I reckon he must have been texting his mate or something. I don't I'm about to take off, Because right? I whole-shotted him by about a half a track. You did, yeah. Right? Anyway, so it was all going well. Went through the finish line. All good. Came back around, and there it was, the magic number we were looking for. Because mm. Scott's first time down at the track, he um, he never managed to run a 12. No. No. Not even after he fitted the turbo. Don't think so, no. No, no I don't think so. I've, I've had people tell me that, mm. that he didn't. So, the Beamer, the Beamer that I smoked by about 10 car lengths, <laughs> ran a 12.74, right? Um, the old Camry, right? Here's the incrementals, 2.2 to 60. So, we know that we, we can, you know, front wheel drive or not, yeah. you know, we can sharpen that up. There's no, no question there, right? 5.77 to 3.30, 8.57 to uh, 6.60. And that, those that crunch numbers, uh, 10.96 to 1,000 foot. You can already see that the back half is looking mm. pretty good, right? Across the finish line, 111.9 mile an hour, nearly 112 mile an hour. 12.97 with a 5, yep. right? Our goal was to go down there and run a 12 with it on our first ever mm. Wednesday night deal. So to me... All right. Although it's not an eleven, and and Harry uh, gave me a lot of shit about that. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because he wanted us to crush Scott straight up, right? Okay. But considering all the facts, um, even I think just with the tire change, it'll um, it'll run an eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think we've achieved this going to plan B. Mm. Let's go back to plan A, finish it properly. Yep. And, you know, so stay tuned because episode four's... Uh, That'll be any day, any day now. Yeah, and and, and it's it's not going to be the last episode. No, no, There's no, no doubt about that. Yep. So, um, yeah. We have been copping a bit of flack over the Camry. We have. We have been... Uh, we've been uh, the... Um, We've been the source of uh, some memes, and uh, <laughs> we, we've we've been uh, uh, you know we, well basically um, you know it, it's been insinuated that no fear uh, is just a gimmick car. And my favourite comment that that uh, I've heard now this is the thing this is because the Perth scene is quite small, right, um, and. You know, although uh, people don't 
like to say that they're associated with this person or whatever, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of people there that have got all fast torque converters in their cars, but their tuners think they've got someone else's time. <laughs> right? So, so um, uh, you know, it eventually comes back to me. Yeah. I mean, generally anyone in drag racing that wants to know what's going on, they'll call me. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what, my favourite comment is, uh, uh, let's see them do a real car, right? And I quote, okay? Uh, I, I think, to be fair... No fair was always a gimmick car. I know, I know. It was always it was a joke. It was um, the fact that we've managed to finish it mm. was pretty amazing, considering the circumstances. Um, you know, pregnant wife. Yeah. Uh, both got day jobs. Mm. Um, you know, and just getting stuffed around a fair bit with bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. So, so it was always intended to be a gimmick car. So you've been getting these via PMs or? <laughs> yeah. Look, um, I, I uh, I've got some text messages from some people where they've uh, you know okay. photographed them and and so on. But um, you know, it's it's all stalk book uh, uh, related stuff that, that that's been uh, bandied around. Um, I think that a lot of it stems from the fact that um, you know we went down on the on the boosted night. And, um, you know, we, we had, uh, as the up-and-coming videos will show, mm. uh, a crowd three deep um, pretty much all night around the, our $600 camera. There was. There was, a, <laughs> there was a number of people. I couldn't believe it, actually. The amount a of lot people of people standing, scratching their yeah, heads. <laughs> standing, especially those. Yeah, there was a few guys there that were asking a lot of questions and, and standing around the car. So, and, and when you consider the other guys that were down there with their quarter-of-a-million-dollar-plus cars... Mm. Um, you know, you would probably pretty, be pretty pissed off that, that that car was getting so much attention. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can understand that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, it was a V6 multicam engine. The, the thing that a lot of people don't realise is that you weren't able to go out to Chris Mills or, you know, no, and no. buy parts for this car. The LSD, you had to make yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I, I oh, think sort the, of works the, theory, the theory that you've got there will work, I just think. Well, every, everything on that car is, um, you know, uh, I mean, look, let, let's let's start from the beginning, okay? Let's, let's do a back-to-back -back comparison, mm. right? So, it's a V6 Camry, yep. right? It's a multi-cam deal, multi-valve deal, okay? You can't buy cams for it, no. right? If you want to do cams, you've either got to get billets made or you've got to get those reground, mm. right? And because of the bucket arrangement, it's a nightmare if you wanted to do that, right? The valve springs, just getting to the valve springs, you've got to strip the motor, you know, like three quarters down because mm. on a conventional V8, you just pull the rockers off and the valve springs are there, you know? <laughs> this yeah, You've got yeah. to pull the cams, cam belt, this, that, and the other. Um, and no one makes anything for 1MZFE. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not something that's that's off the shelf. And even if you could get the engine side of it right, you're restricted in your transmission. Yeah. But what we did with that car is that we got right out of our comfort zone. Mm. Okay, so we didn't build a conventional front-engined, you know, gearbox in the middle, live axle, whether it be four-link leaf yeah. spring type car. It's front-wheel drive, trying to get a front-wheel drive to hook up. And I, I will put the call out there that anyone that's run quicker than us on a 205 50 
drag radial tyre in a front-wheel drive car, let us know. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I don't care if the tyres were brand new and you soaked them in tyre softener for six months, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to know because I'm still pretty stoked that we managed to... You know, and they're, they're not a light car. No, they, no. Wikipedia actually... You, you can go and check this fact. Wikipedia says that they are heavier than a five-litre VL Commodore. Yeah, Hundred yep. percent, and Wiki never lies. No, it doesn't. But I believe that as well. <laughs> anyway, so so we're running a factory transmission. Mm. We're running a factory differential ratio. We can't go and buy gears. That's it. Yeah, Three yeah, sixes yeah. or whatever it's got in it is what it's got. You know what I mean? So we're very restricted. Yeah. Well, look, I think at the end of the day, we we really need to go back to the original plan, the pl- the plan A, which yeah, and, and was th- plan B, but what sort of plan A as well. I, I think that um, considering we put this thing together in, a, in really a few days, yeah. you know, we, we took the parts that we'd made and fitted them to another car, mm. um, which would be no different than buying a BA Falcon yeah. and bolting a six-boost manifold on it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. Except we had to make all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, I but think that what we accomplished... Especially with those 205s that were 200 yeah. years old as well. Yeah, I agree. You I know. agree. And, and yeah, completely out of a comfort zone. Mm. Um, you know, and when you consider the original plan... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If... Uh, yeah, if we go back to plan A, mm. right, and uh, put the rods, pistons, cans, valve springs, 23560s, um, you know, I, th- I think that, that we'll... Well, I easily run into the elevens, if not quicker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I guess, I guess this ties into the you know the whole drag radial scene over mm. here in, in WA. I it's, think that it's, it's, it's dragged it's dragged a lot of the older boys. Yeah, you know, raised a bit of interest, dragged dragged a bit. So but, I've heard, mm. right? I've heard that on the twenty third of May. Yep. Right. And and it's on their website, but but you know I don't know what the rules are and so on and so forth. But there is a, a street outlaws. I'm mm-hmm. not sure whether the Motorplex has checked whether they can actually use that because I'm pretty sure Discovery would have copyrighted it. Uh, there's a street outlaws uh, meeting coming up. And I'll tell you, Nick, I'm all about let's do a real car. <laughs> I'm all about let's do a real car. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Uh, I'm not sure whether anyone uh, thought about, like I said, the copyright restrictions on, on calling a street outlaws. But that's not our problem. No, that's not our problem. <laughs> that's definitely not our so problem. So let me have a quick look here then. So you're saying this is on the Wednesday night. 23rd of May. Let me have a look here. So so I guess what the Motorplex is going to do is they're going to decide who is uh, Perth, WA, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, quickest top 10 streetcars. So the six... O O O, the six O O O. I like that. What about the six O two one here in Belcatta? The six O two one, yes, or the six O nine O in Malaga. <laughs> anyway, what are you proposing here? What are you, what are we talking about here? What, what... So, look, what I'm proposing is that we. Mm-hmm. Talk and power. Yep. Our our you know crew of illustrious uh, staff of two. <laughs> staff of two. It's three actually. Oh, you know three. Dave. Dave, Dave. is a pretty integral part of this team. Um, 
I think we put something together, hmm. uh, something conventional, something more in our comfort zone. Conventional? Yes, like- conventional. And, and we race it and we, we see if we can get torque and power on the 6000 <laughs> top 10 list. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying to me is you want to build a car that's less than two months away. You want to build the Perth's quickest street car, rules that we don't know, and a car that we haven't developed. Don't you think it's a little bit cocky? It's a pretty big ass, you know, for a car. How long has it been since you raced? Uh, well, all right, three weeks ago, the Camry. Nah, not, not the Camry. <laughs> a, a, a real car. A, a non-gimmick it's, it's car. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Uh, it's irrelevant. I don't know. But since the IHRA came to town, that's when I, I hung up my boots. Was that three years ago? All right, so how long since you raced a... a a, a streetcar. A, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Camry. <laughs> no, um, I think the last time I ran the XY would have been 2010. So what's that, eight years ago? All right, so... That's that's um, what you would call a quick streetcar? Well, <laughs> it's a pretty big ask to... Uh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking out loud here. We're building a car. This, this, sounds, like, uh, this sounds like the Camry all over again. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> we went down a... If you listen to those Down episodes, the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> we're about to step down the, the rabbit hole. So how, how are we going to do this in, in two months? Well, Nick... Um, when I when you and I raced mm. from uh, ninety nine to two thousand and two, uh, we did it with very limited resources. Yeah, yeah. You mean junk? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean junk. <laughs> yeah, but you know the Dado was eleven. It was stout. It was pretty stout. It was eleven second streetcar. Not we're going to need to be in the low eights, sevens. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, the Datto was a 10-second streetcar, and, mm. and we were running a very unconventional setup, if, uh, if you remember. Mm. And uh, if we really pushed it, we would have run a 9. Yes, true. Did, did, I do remember that. It went 10-1-1, and that was with that uni-jointed <laughs> rear end. We got really good at changing uni-joints in that day. That literally had uni-joints in the back end Yeah, of that never car. ever damaged a crown wheel pinion, nah. nothing. Just uni-joints, just... <laughs> and, and if you remember, the fuel lines were running right next to the uni-joints. I do, I do, I do remember that. <laughs> anyway, we ran 136 mile an hour, if I remember correctly, and we didn't push it because I couldn't be bothered to put a six-point cage mm. in it back then. Okay, all right. That's right, I do remember that now, I do. So, as we're both still married, Mm. amazingly, (laughs) and as I have a newborn, uh, and and we're still both broke, last time I checked, we didn't get any new sponsors this week, did we? No, but if if there's anyone listening out there, you want to promote your business, and we are always looking for new sponsors. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, we're everywhere. Wherever you buy a good podcast. That's it. Free. <laughs> anyway, Doesn't anyway. So what I'm proposing is that we go down to Allfast and go through all the junk that I've got lying around mm. and see if we can piece together a competitive car without spending any money. So let me get this right. You want to build a WA. Six, the 6 <laughs> 
love that 600. <laughs> All right, so the 600 Street Outlaws top 10 contender without spending any money, just using the junk you got lying around and all fast. Yep, is that, is you, yep you, you got the drift there. Uh, I, I want to take it one step further, Nick. Mm, go, on. To, oh, go on. Go on. <laughs> So, 6-0-0-0, top 10 condenser, with junk, mm-hmm. but that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. We get free steak knives. <laughs> kind of. Subscription <laughs> to Talk of Power podcast, <laughs> free. <laughs> Here's the kicker. In, in eight years, the street cars have gone about half a second quicker than, than you know, what I did in Blitzed. Mm. Like an 870, and then what, like eight ones. Yeah. 875, 81, so six tenths yep. around there, okay? Which was essentially a stock suspension XY, yep. dirty two bolt, Ford 460, and a bit of spray. Mm. Eddie's still the king as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, he went 811 uh, with a factory style rear end and mini tubs like a decade or more ago. Go on, go right? on. So, a decade on, nearly all of the 600. Oh, <laughs> quick street cars. Now got four link suspensions, tubbed, run one or more monster turbos, and don't have you know some don't even have alternators. Uh, which are no alternators. They, they don't. Some of them don't run alternators. You see them charging Where in is the that paddock. A street car? Well, I guess they must carry really long extension leads. I, I don't know. Maybe they haven't allied the pulleys yet and just throwing belts. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I reckon you need an alternator to call it a streetcar, but, yep. you know, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, so... So, what I'm proposing is that we build a car in less than two months mm-hmm. using junk I've got lying around, untubbed, factory suspension, no relocated leaf springs, just standard with some slapper bars or Caltrax or something like that, on a 275 drag radial... Small as heck tyre, right? No bead locks. So that is 100% X275, 3,500-pound plus old-school rules, the original X275 rules. And you want to do this in less than two months? Yes, in less than two months. You see, Nick, it's not like the Camry where we have to invent everything because it hasn't been done before. I mean, everything we did on that car was one-off, right? This is going to be a conventional rear-drive live-axle car with a conventional V8 power and probably a Ford so we can be in our comfort zone. Okay, all right. Okay, I I am liking this. I'm liking this, all right? To be frank, it sounds good. It's cool and it's right up my alley. But I'm I'm pretty sceptical still. So when you first said Street Outlaws, I started thinking, you know, we'll, we'll get the door slammer out and dust that off. But you went on to say, untucked, <laughs> look, look, standard it, suspension. It, that it, car is not... Listen, listen, listen. If we were, if the Motorplex or the people behind this, whoever it is that, that dreamt this up, right, mm. if they were genuinely looking for something like that, then what, what they would do is they'd scrape that track clean, yeah. right? They'd run it on a Sunday during the day, right? Run what you brung, hope you brung enough. Simple as that. Because that mm-hmm. is essentially the street outlaws deal. You know, they're yeah. supposed to be racing on a street, so there's no prep. And I don't see anyone saying, you know, well, you got a pro mod car. Mm. 
You know what I mean? So under the current street outlaws rules in the Midwest, yep. The what's their postcode? <laughs> 405. 405. It's actually their area code in their phone. That's or correct. Yeah. yeah, it's their area code. So ours would be 089. <laughs> Not to be confused with Adelaide, which is South Australia, 088. Which is 088. There you go. Maybe we should be calling it the 089. Anyway, um, they have imposed these rules now that stay, say steel roof and quarter panels. Yeah. Right? Which the BA has got steel roof and quarter panels. Mm. It's got steel doors. Yep. It's got steel boot. So that would be... Uh, but being it's a Wednesday night, mm. they're not going to, you know... No. That's no. not going to happen. You know what I mean? And and the other thing is, there'll always be some cagey rule that says you can't do that. You know what I mean? So, so what are you suggesting here, the XY then? Is, it, is that what you're saying? Maybe. Look, it's logical. Yeah. It's already caged. It's got a nine inch in it. Uh, but I've got no engine or transmission. Um, the engine bay is small, very restrictive, um, mm. hence why, you know, the RS guys and all of that, uh, I never cut my car up, I don't want to. I think we should take a bit of time and a little bit of, you know, put a little bit of thought into this. Yeah. Um, not too much because we've got less than two months, uh, but I think what we need to do is regroup it all fast and take stock of the situation. I agree, I agree. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Talking power... We'd like a challenge. We're going to make another challenge for ourselves. The 6000 <laughs> top 10 list. There you go. Should we be calling it that or should we be calling it the 089? I like 089, actually. 089? 089. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should get some stickers made. <laughs> the 089. 089. Let's get on to that right away, actually. <laughs> so, so, look, I know it sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds impossible. Mm. But we've done so much with so little in the past that I really think we can do anything with nothing. I agree. This sounds like the talk and power pledge of allegiance. How's it go? We, uh, the willing, led by the unknowing, that, that'd be me. Yes. Have been doing so much with so little for so long that we can now do anything with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we're going to wrap this podcast up, everyone. Thanks to all of our sponsors that have helped us out. Get on to iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Facebook, our website, Instagram. Like us there. Share us there. You're going to see a heap of content coming up. I've got a big big month ahead of content, actually. We got, I actually went for a ride in a autonomous bus. Oh, yeah? Mm, which was pretty cool. Were pretty you allowed to film on it? Yeah. Did you need to get a press release for no, that? No, no. You sure? No, so that, that's coming out as well. I, look, out of all the videos that are going to be coming out, that's going to be one that I'm definitely not going to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? <laughs> Actually, now that I say that out loud, it sounds ridiculous. So forget that video. We'll scrap that one. Perf Poker Run, that's coming out as well. But the episode four of the yeah, Camry. E episode four. And keep an eye out for the uh, 089, 089 top 10 contender. We'll have to talk about this after the podcast. But there you go, folks. All right, Simon, congratulations on the birth of Nicholas. Congratulations to you and Nicole. All the best. And uh, we will see you soon. Thanks, Nick. See you on the street. See ya.
talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.